The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with the latest news, guides, walkthroughs, and previews, like this week's featured article previewing the upcoming game, Serial Cleaners, where <laughs> players have to clean up crime scenes for the mob. That is fantastic. Chris, you've played be that sure one before, out. huh? What's that? Nothing. For, proceed. This is the this is the one live read I didn't read ahead of time, and that really caught me. That was good. Serial <laughs> Cleaners. So be sure to check out their weekly Shack Chats, where the staff discusses the hottest topics in gaming. And you can join in on all the conversations by using the Shack News Cortex. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play Report Show. What is going on, everybody? I've yet to ever get that right with us in the right Twitter handle spots. What's going on? I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside two of my favorite people, Mr. Nick Padone and Chris McNeil. Gentlemen, how we doing? What a day. Whew. Chris, you've had a day, man. You've been all over the place. I'll tell you what. I've been in Cleveland. I've been in Columbus. Been to my kid's football game. I talked to the Best Browns quarterback of my lifetime, Bernie Kosar, this morning for his new fantastic show, along with Hanford Dixon. And then on this show, Dave, we get to talk to the best Buckeyes quarterback of my lifetime in Troy Smith. So what a day. That is a full day, Dave. If you're still there. (laughs) Which apparently he is not. Is it just me? Nick, are you there? So let's break down what happened yesterday with the Browns. Since it is just me, Joe Woods, should he stay or should he go? I say he should go. Nick, can you hear me? Nick, do you want input? You do not want input. Just me on the telecast right now. With no teleprompter at all. So anyway, so that Browns game was ugly. Obviously, not exactly what we were looking for out of the Cleveland Browns. And I'll tell you, after you start off 1-0, you get Cade York kicking a long field goal. You're thinking, okay, we've got a little bit of momentum coming back home. you got expectations with this team. And then you go and lay an egg against the freaking Jets. 
the Jets of all teams. I mean, I I can understand if we were playing a team in our division or somebody, anybody who we thought, you know, might give this team a good run. But this was the freaking Jets, and they're a punching bag for the league or should be. I know that now we're hearing on the back end that there's a lot of upside for this team, but I don't buy it. I think the Browns should have destroyed that team, and that was a tremendous letdown for us as a team. And Joe Woods has to be one of the fall guys, although it falls on the players to execute as well. I mean, what the heck was Denzel Ward doing out there? Completely clueless. This is a guy, we were talking about Ohio State, a guy we're very, very high on uh, and should be, and uh, brings a lot of swagger to that secondary. And he was out to lunch, completely out to lunch on that. Grant Delpit, out to lunch on that play. And you just cannot have a collapse like that if you're the Cleveland Browns. And we cannot continue to have that happen. And Joe Woods is in charge of that. And Joe Woods right now is uh, should be on the hot seat, and it should be very, very hot. So let's see. Do we have the guys back in here yet? It looks like they're talking. I'm talking. I'm going to jump off. Let's see if this works. Hello. Hello. No. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, there we are. We're hey back. Now. We're back in business. All right, we're back in business. One Labatt spill. One Labatt spill took, took out the whole. Is that opera. what it was? Very nice. Yeah, we, uh, was... we rebounded within six minutes. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. So no one could hear me. So I blame Dollar Dog Nick, who is here eating dots, having a root beer. Could, What's could going anyone on, hear man? me? Because I just continued to talk. Yes, yes we got you, man. Now, I, and I heard you, Chris. More importantly. And, Jeanette checking in on YouTube. There we are. She couldn't hear us. I think we agree with everything that you said. Do you you think that Joe Woods is on the hot seat? I mean, it's Steeler week. He's got to be. We know how that goes. He's got to be. I mean, you got to execute as well. And that's what we talked about a lot this morning with Bernie and with Hanford. We were going through some of the plays. And, you know, the guys have got to execute what what they're supposed to, what's being drawn up for them. But I'll tell you. Even Hanford and Bernie were having a hard time determining right off the bat what the scheme was. So, yeah. um, Chris, I, by the way, I, so Chris came to the studio today yeah. and was hanging out at the Bernie Kozar show with Hanford Dixon. How cool was that to watch them break down plays? In real time. In, in real, real time. time. They were pulling it out. I mean, old school, you had Bernie there with a grease board, just kind of diagramming everything that was going on. And they were going back and forth and bouncing off. Okay, I think this guy was supposed to do this. You know, you look at where his shoulders are at. You had Hanford yeah. saying, you know, these guys aren't chipping the way we did back in the day. And that's something that they have to address. And I mean, really getting down into the nitty gritty. And that was that was really cool and something you're going to see come out from from big play. And I think everyone is going to enjoy that. 
How about this live YouTube comment, guys, that we got about Dave's Labatt's Village right oh, here no. from, what do we got? from Johnny, who puts up there, way to see this through, guys, unlike the Browns defense out <laughs> yeah. there. Yes, At least we that, recovered. Hey, we recovered, man. We No blown 14-point lead on this show. That's right. That was disgusting, man. I, and, you know, like Chris said, Bernie and Hanford pretty much covered it all, but I don't know. Yeah, but let's let's keep drilling into that because you're. I I, we were talking before the show started. You're Joe Woods. Time to go. I mean, here's the thing. I I understand that they can't do it this week because it's a short week and things are as dysfunctional as they can be, though. And you had Denzel Ward today, and I know people are you know arguing he's got to play better. You know, it was partially his fault in that blown coverage, which is true. You know, he was definitely not in the right spot. But he spoke out today. He took to Twitter today and then met with the media. Which when, is not something he does. I mean, you, Nadorni days, you know this. When your quiet players speak up, something has to change. We, we said this last year when it was Miles Garrett who took to the podium and said, you know what, we're getting too soft. We're not applying enough pressure. Now this year it's Denzel Ward. And, and today it was like almost like, like – Twitter wars in press conferences. Like these guys are going back and forth at each other, exchanging blows. You know, Delpit saying that I'm not going to play the blame game like my teammates because Denzel Ward said there was a miscommunication that it yeah. wasn't his coverage. I mean, at what point, where's the leaders on this team? That's what I want to know. You have Miles Garrett, your superstar defensive end. He's not worried about the blown coverages. He's worrying that the fans booed him off the field. You know what, 95? You deserve to be booed off the field. That was disappointing to me. That was very disappointing. I mean, I was hoping he'd walk that back. You you, you know that when he got off that presser, he's like, my God, what have I just done? I I don't know that he does. I do. I I think these guys, some of these guys just, it's just like, some of the they don't they cannot comprehend that some of these fans, you know, spend so much money, you know, hundreds of dollars to get in, into the stadium and then beers and muni lot parking spots and right. merch. And then to see you do that and then you see you call them out after the game where you only you didn't even play that well. One sack, one tackle. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm I'm not at the point of the season, week two, I mean, going I'm into week either. three, I'm before either, I'm going to start blasting our star players. So, Miles bl- Garrett, Nick Chubb, Chubb a lot of blame on the safe. internet. Yes. No, I mean, come on, right. And One guy will blame. a half Brent sack Michael. away from, from having the franchise record from Clay Matthews. In year six. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm not saying that he's not great on the field, but what yeah. I am saying is, where's the accountability? Where's the leadership? You know, it's the same stuff we saw last year. And everybody told me, Oh, Nick, when the bad man is gone, when Baker Mayfield's gone, everything's going to be kumbaya. There is no leaders inside Berea right now. I've yet, I've yet to seen one. Ouch. So who who is, uh, who's the leader? It's miles. And he had a giant misstep with the media. I, I don't know. I think he's kicking himself for that comment. He, you know, he's had I some hope. mistakes in the past. But I hope it. You know what? We we can bitch all we want, but Thursday, if we we if we win, it it doesn't matter. We're two and That's one. True. We're we're in first place in the division, but they have so much to work out. I don't think I going back to the defensive side. I am less mad at Joe Woods and more mad at Grant Delpit and Denzel Ward. For kind of what you're saying. So, and I I kind of agree with your point. Like, it must be really, really bad if Denzel's tweeting about it. Yeah. Because we didn't see that coming. No. I mean, the guy does not use Twitter. He is not on Twitter. Yeah. 
So he must have just gotten triggered or maybe to your point is, you know, Stefanski said that that was the play. So, why so are what guys are you not doing? Talking? Why are and, and Denzel called out called it out today when he met with the media, and I was so glad that he did. You know, I'm like like you said, I'm not one to I'm not trying to see Joe Woods lose his job. I want to see this work out. I don't think anyone wants to see Joe Woods get fired. They want him to be a better coach, and if he's incapable of that, then you take the ultimatum of parting ways. Sure. So I don't think that's the result. But why is the guy? alternating the player with the green dot Anthony Walker who calls the defensive plays in in a key drive where you're trying to prevent blowing a game in historic fashion your defensive player play caller isn't on the field that doesn't make any sense well and you have one of the best man coverage cornerbacks in the NFL playing zone playing zone on that play when you have no one back and the only way you lose that game, it was 99.9999999% for us to win that game. And we give up a bomb. Legend has it Garrett Wilson is still running free down the middle of the field at First Energy Stadium right now. Nordonia High School, Denzel Ward didn't play zone. Ohio State Buckeyes, Denzel Ward didn't play zone. This coaching staff and this regime just tries to outsmart everybody and anybody and it's worked once they have one playoff win congratulations it's that's starting to become very far removed chris if you have to pin this on someone who who are you going with yes <laughs> pin it on one person oh god i don't know or uh, a group of you can't people. do that what, hey this okay. is a team loss oh, i mean wow. you had special at the press conference <laughs> pc <laughs> no, no 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 i mean we haven't even talked about special teams right Oh, Cade man. York, I mean, can we also recover an onside kick? You know, teams do that. We There's so the many punt? outs what year here. Is it, Chris? Chris, what year is it? And, and the Browns got beat on a fake punt in what year? And a fake punt. That's right. I mean, See, special that's, teams that's just what, fell on their face. That's what the shitty Browns used to do. Like, we would. the only way we could score was a fake field goal. Dude, you could ask Madden. And they would have had a better punt coverage, a better onside kick coverage. What it, what happened yesterday? I don't know, man. And it's it's two weeks in a row that we're talking about this, and I feel like it's getting progressively worse. Like we talked about last season, Joe Woods' defense started off not so good. No, developed, got better, improved throughout the year. So I'm fingers crossed that that is what's going to happen here and that's what i want to know too dave is how did this fall off a cliff though because these are the same exact players same exact scheme because last year everybody was oh we got to get rid of joe woods the scheme sucks the scheme doesn't work this scheme no one else runs it well the scheme worked we saw in the second half of the year they started winning games and it was baker mayfield that held them back this year it's the same scheme it's the same players so what the hell is going on why why did it fall off a cliff after they looked so good at the end of last year Man, we should have just drafted Troy Smith back in the day and everything would have been fine. Bingo. Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. It's time for our featured interview of the week. The one and only OSU legend, Troy Smith, joining the show. Let's bring him on in. Bat line. We have Ohio State legend, 2006 Heisman Trophy winner, no big deal. 
Troy Smith. Troy, what is up, my friend? Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. Everything is up. I appreciate you guys having me. And and that little tidbit about if the Browns would have drafted me, that means so much. So you guys are already a part of my favorite <laughs> people. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. We know we know you're an Ohio guy through and through. I want to start here with you, though, with Troy. Everybody knows about your on-the-field accomplishments. You know, NFL draft pick from Ohio State at that quarterback position, Heisman Trophy winner. But we love what you are doing off the field with this mental health movement with the Jeffrey Schottenstein you know, program and the charity auction that you guys are setting up this week for the students at Ohio State. That's so important to me. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, the, the mental health charity event that you guys are getting going for this weekend? I would love to talk about it. Thank you for uh, starting off with that. Absolutely. Order. It means so much. Uh, simply put, uh, Jeff is a brother of mine. Uh, we graduated Ohio State the same time and went through a lot of the same things, uh, been through a lot of uh, similar ups and downs. And specifically what we want to do is get rid of that stigma, uh, get rid of that vulnerability out there that, you know, specifically everybody deals with a small version of mental health. Uh, we want to create platforms that everybody can understand that it's okay to be themselves and then also get rid of the stigma and level and equal out the playing field. Absolutely. What what type of mental health support system did you have, you know, throughout your career and, and specifically your time in Ohio, your time at Ohio State? Yeah, um, it's weird. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to understand the ups and downs of mental health until after the sport. Uh, yeah. A lot of the things that we would go through, uh, it wasn't attributed to mental health back then. It was just you supposedly being tough and being strong and being an athlete and getting through it. Uh, I was a foster kid from 7 to 14, so abandonment for me has always been an issue, and I didn't know that. Uh, this is exactly why Jeff and I clung to each other the way that we did. Our relationship resonates in so many different areas. And, yes, yeah, specifically, all those different ways of understanding and knowing what mental health means now is while we're stepping into this category so that everybody across the board can feel safe. Absolutely. You know, talk about growing up here in Ohio and, and some of your upbringings there. The Ted Ginn Academy has been a pipeline on yeah. the field for yeah. talent from high Woo. school to Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. On the field, we love it. But how big of an influence did that program have on your life, Troy? It was my life. Um, I'm a Cleveland kid through and through, so I played all seven years of Muni League in that division of Ohio. Um, you know, the Glenville community raised me. It taught me a lot, uh, gave me however many different life's lessons, the ups, the downs, the tumultuous times in those inner city portions of Ohio. But it made me who I am, created so much character. And if it wasn't for men like Gian Sr., Ted Gian Sr., um, the list goes on and on of the different guys that in the Glenville community and program that helped me. Some of them passed on. Some of them are still here. But uh, he's a five percenter in uh, in the um, in the ranks of understanding what he went through with his pancreatic cancer. He beat that. He's like a superhero in that aspect. Um, he 
just within himself, the trickle down effect of being around him. He made me so much stronger, gave me so much more hope. And if it wasn't for him, Jim Trestle, Joe Daniels, God rest his soul, I wouldn't have been a successful Buckeye. Yeah, it, it, while, while we're on that same topic, I, I think that's a perfect uh, perfect segue here. Could you talk a little bit about Coach Trestle and, and how he helped you out throughout your journey of, you know, being a high school kid, you know, just a kid from Cleveland, kind of just like all of us, you know, and, and finding your way as a Heisman winning Buckeye? Yeah, he brought that that Northeast Ohio swagger, those Northeast Ohio blue collar scruples, you know what I mean? That yeah. old school way of being. Uh, accepting whichever versions of success or, you know, I'm not going to use a, a, a terrible word, but the, the other versions that's not so successful, got to accept all of that stuff. Um, his choices and decision-making to help me become a better person is everything. Um, he looked me in the eye face-to-face on a number of different occasions and let me be myself. And then that also transferred over to the field. Obviously, everybody knows we went from running the football, they say three yards in a cloud of dust, to throwing it <laughs> from the first play of the game to the end of the game. You know what I mean? So, yep. dress means so much to me. Uh, Joe Daniels, all of those men, they were incredibly influential in my life. And without them, I wouldn't be here. Troy, favorite Trestle story. Do you ever get mad at you? Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting mad at me is uh, it was pretty easy back then because I had delusions <laughs> of grandeur, man. I always thought I was much better than what I really was because I was quote unquote the runt of the litter, uh, the last scholarship given, the overachiever in so many different ways. Uh, because I was a foster kid and I used to approach everything with an attitude, and Coach Trestle firmly stopped me one day within the facility and looked me eye to eye, face to face, and you know, just let me know. He gave me that Youngstown State uh, swagger. Uh, he gave me the whole versions of that, you know, blue collar way of being. And I knew right then and there I need to shape up or I will get shipped out. Um, I'm not going to give you the uh, the the extracurricular words that he used, but just know it was a start. We're on the internet. You can do whatever you want. Really. <laughs> just know it was a start. What's so crazy, too, is I still got that, like, athlete mentality. I'm like, oh, shit, if I say something, I'm going to get in trouble. You know, like, no, no, no. I can really let loose. Maybe we'll do that another time. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but know, know that his comb over was not a straight comb over when he was talking that shit to me that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got after it. <laughs> oh, you know, going through some of those that on the field stuff, man, at what point did you realize that this was for real and that you were in a, in a way big time? Like what at what point in your Ohio State career did it really set in for you that you had a real shot at winning the Heisman? Well, and Troy, take them back as well. Like when you arrived at Ohio State, you're talking about that that last scholarship. You you weren't a quarterback when when you showed up to Ohio State, at least not on the field. Can you talk about how that progressed throughout your career? Well, specifically to get on the field, I would listen to anything Ted Ginn Sr. used to say back then. If he told me if I ran into the wall 10 times on the ninth time, I would probably believe that the 10th time is going down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, He told me to do whatever I needed to do to get on the field. And I have always been in love with the quarterback position, but because I am a soldier in those rights, I listened to him and uh, Jim Trestle asked me to do a number of different things just as far as being an athlete. 
Uh, I used to return kicks. I used to return punts. I used to get my block knocked off at practice. It was always fun because what I would do in retaliation was I would tear up scout team plays. I would never throw to the red X. I would never throw to the guys that they wanted me to. I would throw to the guys that would get open. You know what I mean? <laughs> those those times were great. And, and in the dictionary version of being humble, it taught me um, that I needed to deflate the air in the balloon. I needed to come down a little bit. I needed to be less of a person then. But to also come back even stronger because all of those lessons and different things that I went through, made me so much better as a quarterback when I got a chance to ripen. Better returner, you or Ted Giddon Jr.? Uh, you know what, man? <laughs> I, think, I think my my uh, my career long was like 14 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I ran straight into the wedge on purpose. It was at Wisconsin. It was raining. It was cold. And uh, I, I wish I could run ha- a quarter of the speed of Gian Jr., man. He's always <laughs> in me, man. I've always envied him for that. He's one of those type of people, too, where he can eat whatever versions of food and he, that like, his skin sticks to him. He's got, he will always have two, three, four, five percent body fat. <laughs> He's walking around eating Laffy Taffy's candy. Oatmeal, cream pies, honey buns, it doesn't matter to him. You know what I mean? He's a mutant. He's a mutant. That's like our host, Reflog. He was getting ripped on the internet today for being too skinny with Bernie Kozar this afternoon. Man, don't don't feel no type of way, bro. You look good, man. <laughs> it, it's us who get, you know, stress and anxiety, get putting on all that water weight, face looking all poofy. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Troy. I feel a lot better about myself. That little pep talk there, that helps. Hey, you should, man. You should. What? <laughs> hey, how are you fine. feeling about the team this year, Troy? What When you saw what they did out there on Saturday against Toledo, now they're going to be yeah. entering some Big Ten play. What do you think about this team? What, where do you think that they're going to go this year? I feel real good. Um, specifically at the quarterback position, I, I can't uh, feel any stronger in the nation as long as we keep this kid upright. Uh, he's going to throw strikes. He's going to throw touchdown passes. He's going to throw the ball all over the pitch. Uh, defensively is where I really believe that we're making the biggest strides. Uh, our new defensive coordinator, I like his game plans. I appreciate the zone blitzing a lot. Uh, a lot of that man stuff is where we would miss tackles, and obviously the big plays would happen. Uh, the zone blitzing, the different things that he's doing, I I, I appreciate defense when it's Chess versus checkers, and it looks good so far. Troy, being a, a Cleveland kid, were, were you a Browns fan growing up? Man, dude, diehard Brownie. I've been saying for years, me and my mom, we're going to be dancing in the middle of the street when it all works out for us. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah, trust and believe I'll be in Rocky River doing the butterfly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we're right down the street in Bay Village. So, yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll meet you there. Yes, yeah, so we're we're the same age. We're we're so we're both I think thirty eight, and yes, we've yes. we've never experienced a good Browns team growing yeah. up. Like we remember Bernie, but it you know, we were young back in the day. Right, right. What what do you think about this team? I know we were joking around when uh, Garrett Wilson smoked smoked our cornerback Emerson, but what what are you thinking about the Browns this year? Uh, I'm feeling good. It's funny that you say that yesterday with Garrett Wilson because I was uh, you know doing my portion of the family meal yesterday and I was preparing the protein 
had some salmon on the Traeger. If you don't have a Traeger grill, go out and get one. It's the best. Um, and as soon as I came back in, I seen my brother Joe Flacco underneath center. Yeah. And jokingly, I said, oh, this is over. He's taking them down. They're going to score. The Jets are going to win. My mother looked at me. She gave me a look that could kill. You know what I mean? My lady looked at me. She gave I'm, I'm like, you know, I thought I was interested. And then, you know, four or five plays later, you know, it just is what it is. Garrett, and, and I was asking specifically, where was Garrett Wilson? Because at the time, I just didn't see him when I came back in the house. And he struck pay dirt, man. And I've been watching Vinny do that a long time. And they was asking, too, while I was saying Vinny, Vinny. His Joe's middle name is Vincent, so I always called him Vinny. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he, he's a he's always been a great friend of mine, man. We had a great rapport, great chemistry together in Baltimore. Uh, if I didn't go through the illness, who knows what would have happened. And, oh, I've got tr- nothing but tremendous respect for Joe Flacco. Love him to death. All right, so you heard it here first. The reason we lost, we were trying to pin it down. It was Troy Smith <laughs> watching with his ladies. Not Jacoby Brissett, not nobody else. Not. <laughs> Who's the damn Traeger? <laughs> Troy, let's let's rewind a little bit because we were, we were talking about your time at Ohio State. We were leading up to the Heisman. Um, that that process, because everyone in Cleveland, everyone in Ohio was so proud of you back then. Was what What was that whole experience like for you? It was, it was under, like, it was crazy. It was surreal. It was, you know, at the time I couldn't really understand what I was going through because I was just trying to grab a hold to the reins and hold on tight. Um, You know, getting a chance and, and Gian Sr. told me this prior to us going to Ohio State. He said, when the quarterback at Ohio State is selected, it's kind of, it's, he's kind of like, you know, He's as high as the governor in the state. You know what I mean? Like his name ring bells. And at that time, I was so hell bent on competing and going against whomever else was in the quarterback room that it didn't really dawn on me until later into the career there. Um, Playing at Ohio State and having some success means everything in the world. Um, The sport within camaraderie, within everybody else, brings us all together. And when you've had some success, special things happen. We were just totally blessed. All of the stars aligned for a six-foot guy from Cleveland, Ohio, to bring home the Heisman Trophy. I mean, I couldn't be more blessed and I couldn't be more happy. You know what I mean? When when you were sitting up on the stage, did you know? Yeah, we, we actually – we actually did because specifically through the week, we kept doing a lot more things as a family than Brady Quinn or, you know what I mean, our other guy that was uh-huh. there. Darren McFadden. Yeah, Darren McFadden. Yeah. Um, we just never saw their family at any of the events and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, eh, we get it. You know what I mean? It was always only us, so it was pretty cool, though. It was awesome. My mom had never experienced New York. And she got a chance to do some crazy things because they actually lost a lot of our luggage uh, when we came. So we had to get a, a nice shopping spree for the ladies and everybody was cool. <laughs> oh, no. Who was it that their Heisman Trophy went? Was it Eddie George? They, he put it through security and they like they almost George, broke it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah at least something, that like that. something crazy, man. I don't know why he didn't put that thing up, but. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was just as excited and as happy as I was. 
he's a lot stronger than me too because that thing weighs 50 pounds and as soon as they told me to put it down i put that baby up trust me <laughs> <laughs> that's what people say man people say that it's heavy that and the olympic gold medals remember katie najat with that that gold medal oh, yeah. so heavy yeah yeah it's, it's definitely a, a trophy that has some girth to it uh, so when you see those guys up there with them tight ass suits on and they smiling, just know they sweating like a <laughs> How cool is it? How cool is it when they do, you know, the ceremonies and everything to kind of, to kind of hang out hang out with those other Heisman winners one time every year? Oh man. It brings you back to being and understanding and knowing like this is really a one-shot thing because every yeah. year you get the guy who was that dude. Unless you're the one percenter, like you know who from our team. You know what I mean, Archie Griffin. <laughs> Archie Griffin stands alone. He's the only one. You know what I mean. Yeah. And he's got like perfect white pearly teeth, and when he's like smiling, it's like you know what I mean. It's he's, it's supposed to be him. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. it's supposed to be him. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Troy, good stuff, man. Obviously, we know. You know, we talked a little bit about the mental health stuff that, you know, you're working on. I, I believe it's this weekend, right? How could everybody get involved with the charity auction that you guys got going on for, for this weekend? So specifically the ways that everybody can get involved is, is through Instagram, through Twitter, through whichever social media versions that you have. Uh, we have different things that, you know, pretty much reach out to everybody. We got another guy on our team by the name of Daniel David. Uh, he does a great job across the board with setting things up and putting everything together. Uh, he's got a whole list of category information that you can, you know, pretty much go through his IG, pretty much go to my IG, and you can get a whole bunch of information. But everything is geared towards having a great time at a Buckeye game with an experience that you can't get unless you're alongside, quote, unquote, some of these Ohio State legends. Uh, what we want to offer and what we want to bring is the ability to turn all of those frowns upside downs in the versions of mental health and continuously have a smiling, upbeat, happy day with hopefully a Buckeye victory. But even though sometimes it might not go in our favor, we'll have other things that bring a, a huge smile to your face, some nice meals down at town hall and Mandrake, some other things that we're doing. We got some on-the-field access where we have some fun. So it's a it's a whole experience, man, the ways that we bring in the game. Uh, it's always been pretty much isolated and just us. And now with the whole mental health version of helping people out, there's no better way to make a Buckeye fan or anybody who likes football smile than taking them to a Buckeye game, enjoying a nice kosher hot dog, and the Buckeyes winning. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Heck yeah, man. That is fantastic. Hey, before we yeah, let Chris, you, you go. Yeah, before we let you go, you know, that I know football players only think about the next game, but yeah. of course, being yeah. Ohio State, you've got that team up north come November. Yeah. yeah. Any thoughts on the game this year and, and what does yeah, that game mean to you? And Trump, before you get into that. How many times did you beat Michigan? I can't remember. Yeah, we got a chance to whoop them up a consecutive three times in my days. Yeah, but man. I also watched Craig Krenzel beat up on him. Yeah, you know what I mean? I learned so much from him. 
I didn't mean to interject and cut you off so abruptly, but you you asked me something that always strikes home. I appreciate whooping that team's ass. Yes. When we lose, it means something to me. You know what I mean? So I've been chomping at the bit. We will be in attendance that day as well, offering the same thing. And that's the thing that we did this year. Wow. Four different games, we offering up these packages. Uh, it was the Notre Dame game. We did very good there, came out with a win. Wisconsin coming up. We're going to hold yeah. tight there. Black it out. Everybody black it out. You know what I mean? Yep. Iowa, yep. which is always one where they play us crazy tough. You know what I mean? We got to put on our hard hat, blue collar that day, and then we'll end the year off at Michigan doing what we need to do and whooping that ass. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yes. Put it on a T-shirt, whooping that ass. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Roy, I love it, man. This was this was a lot of fun. When Nick said that you were coming on, the whole crew was very, very pumped to have you on. Absolutely. Cleveland kid, Heisman winner, went to the Ravens. Yeah, I can't do much about that. But old school Browns, old school, old Browns. school Browns. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I appreciate you guys having me too, because specifically with this mental health thing, it's time for the folks that feel that they were underneath the rock or going through some depression or anxieties or whatever the case may be. Uh, It's time to let it go. Um, I know for a fact that we can hold on to things that, you know, become an anchor and won't let us be our true selves. Uh, This is the reasons why we are accepting these vulnerabilities, swallowing our pride and moving forward. Uh, We want to reach out, help as much as we can, uh, we mentioned before about vigor in life, uh, more hugs, more smiles, more love, uh, more empathy, and more of a ways to give him back. And this is why we're doing it. So I appreciate you guys giving us a chance to bring some more awareness to what we're doing. And we're going to keep bringing awareness. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. And especially on the Internet, there's so much negativity. It's so nice Man. seeing something this positive that you guys are doing so we appreciate you on and off the field very much so thank you guys man inch by inch success is a sense yard by yard we make it hard let's do it together guys thank you there we go love it thanks troy thanks Troy. the man appreciate it it, troy smith ladies and gentlemen ray of positivity ray of positivity we needed that today dave we needed that Oh my goodness! Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, that was that you was know, awesome. To everybody on the internet, all these trolls give me a hard time about eating a <laughs> cheeseburger, being too light. Troy Smith, I said I'm fine, just the way I am. Yes, you are, Chris. Yes, you there are. There we go. That was that great, was, man. Was what good. a great interview. That He's did get awesome. me energized after that Browns game yesterday. We needed Troy Smith to come in here with a bunch of energy, and boy, did he deliver. Yep. Fantastic. Ray of positivity, man. That was yeah. that was good. That was. That was. Got me pumped for Michigan too. We're looking a little, oh, a little ahead God, to the future, know, but I we know. might have to go bid on one of those packages. <laughs> for real. I couldn't even get the question out. You know, I was expected to say, well, we play it one game at a time. Man, as soon as I mentioned that team up north, he was all over that. What yeah. once we mentioned this is just the internet, he's like, All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yeah. All right. We're, uh, did we cover enough Browns for at least the reactionary stuff? We're moving on. It's almost Thursday. Yeah. Move on to Pittsburgh. We yeah. got to. We, we got to. That's the only thing that's that there is week. to do. 
It's a short it's week. A short it is, Do you man. guys think that's a blessing or a curse? I was, I was. It's a blessing for the internet. I, I know, but for like on the for like their chances, you know. Do you think that's a blessing or a curse? Because probably blessing that you at least get rid of that bad taste in your mouth about what happened, but curse because maybe you don't have enough time to fix things exactly the way that they need to be fixed. Maybe just a patch against the Steelers. What's crazy is the paradigm going into this game that Browns fans want to fire their defensive coordinator and Steeler fans want to fire their oh, offensive oh, yeah. coordinator. Matt Canada yeah. is one of the most hated men in Pittsburgh right now yeah that is true yeah i, I, I would say at least 50 percent of the nfl is a mess right now yeah so that helps oh, for sure yeah. chris what were you gonna say and if we're playing a team like the steelers i mean we should be able to get up for this game it's not one of those teams that you think boy it's it's not the bills you know it's not kansas city right. so this is a team we should beat so just the raw emotions of coming off that loss that should should help a lot and i i, I like the short week in this case but chris mike tomlin though the ultimate, you know, know, you talk about getting his guys ready, especially for a division game. They're already 1-0 and in the division are the Steelers. So sometimes you don't you, have you the horses behind, behind them. I know. I, I thought the Browns had the horses to beat the New York Jets. Touche. Yeah. That's going to be the trump card, and I get that. And I, I don't down want right it to now. be, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right There's not much you can say to that. Let's look at some over unders as we as we preview this this Pittsburgh game because it is Steelers week. It is time for over unders. Yeah. Let's kick it off. Over under. By the way, can we talk about my bet? Oh my uh, god! I can't believe this changed. It's nine. Oh my god! It's nine forty three. No, I can't believe that. Nice. I cannot believe that. And also this group chat of everyone that's in here, minus Gab and the show accounts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jinxed it. I mean, oh, you guys jinxed it so bad. I so thought you I, had I, I am very, very conscious of making sure that I don't tweet anything. <laughs> I don't text anything. I don't call anyone until yep. it's done. Yep. Because I've, I've had a bad beat in the past. Not, not that many. Not like this. Dollar Dog Nick here in the studio. What did you say? He was saying to hedge it. So he was saying, yeah. that, what if you said it was a lock? No, I didn't. No. I told him to hedge it and live bet the Jets when we were down by 13. It had to be like that would have paid like the one on. That would have paid like a million dollars. I don't think they would have taken the bet. So this was a parlay, and I just had a I had a feeling Amari Cooper was going to have a big game. Yeah. He was due. He yeah, was running right really good routes week one. Jacoby just missed him. I was like, this is going to be the game. He goes for 101. 101. I needed 100. I needed one touchdown. He gets one touchdown. And we have a 99.999% chance of winning turning this game. $100 into 1700 And so, I, so we've got a group text in the neighborhood here. I sent the screenshot at right before the bomb. Oh. And everyone's like, oh, let's go, let's go party. And then I was like, oh no, this is, we're going to lose. Oh my God. I can't believe that that happened. I, I, I still can't. That, that happened. So we got to do another one. Yeah. I'm, I'm down to do one this week. Thursday night football. I'm trying to give something away. Vibes couldn't be lower on the internet right now. I mean, maybe a little yeah. bit higher after Troy Smith blessed the airwaves on this show. But right. yeah, I got I got to get a good giveaway cooking for this week, too. All right. So let's look at the overrunner. So 55 yards for Browns tight ends. Total. Najoku and Bryant. Mm-hmm. So you put those two together. 
over under 55 yards. You would sure, think give me over. The over. Yeah, I would love to see more out of David Njoku. I know Chris said it last week. I'm going to say it. I this was going to ask that question again. Like, yeah. Why, why do mean, we it, give him a contract if we're not going to use him? I, that's the crazy part is they're using him, but did you need to give him top five money to use him as a blocking dummy? I mean, that because he, he has turned into a very good blocker. I will give him a lot sure. of credit. I mean, when he got into the league, albeit he was 19 years old, he was a horrible blocker. Yeah. He is now one of the best in football. However, he's also six foot five, six foot six. He c- couldn't come up with that jump ball in the end zone, but you got to give him more than one opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. I, I we, we didn't really I get, just it. Don't get it. I don't get the David yeah. Njoku thing. Yeah. I really and the don't. offense I wasn't the issue. to see a lot more of him. The well, offense was not the issue yesterday, but there was some weird stuff no. with it. Like we, we talked about so much Chubb and Hunt on the field at the same time. Didn't happen yesterday. Uh, Anthony Schwartz did not play. You know, he played, but he didn't catch a pass. Yeah. David Bell caught one ball. Hey, hey wait. Is, is that a problem? I don't know. I don't know. If I, was actually, no, I, mean, I was actually a huge fan I liked how the of the looked. dink and dunk offense because weird, we though. were shredding them. It was weird though. And yeah, if and you're that, handing it to, if you're handing it to Schwartz, you know, yeah, those sure. plays yeah. and the right. little lateral we stuff, yeah, that's fine. The Jets. What happens when we play right. Baltimore? What happens when we play the Miami Dolphins who look really good? What happens when yeah. we host the Los Angeles Chargers? You know, it, it worked against the Jets. I just I have a little bit of reservation about how sustainable that could be. Yeah. But Jacoby Brissett looked better. Brissett looked better. I thought he looked awesome. building an offense for a guy who's not our long-term solution. And we saw some progression there. I don't see an issue right now with the offensive side of the ball. When you've got special teams and you got defense that just just crapped the bed yesterday. I'm just telling you, I thought the offense took a nice step. They're going to have yes. to score some points against the Dolphins, the Chargers, the sure. Ravens. All tough games that Jacoby Brissett's going to have to play and and hopefully be competent enough to give the Browns a chance. And we thought the defense was going to be what keeps them alive in these games, and maybe we had it all backwards. Over-under. <laughs> Not to go negative. One-and-a-half turnovers by the Browns' offense. You take an over-under. Okay. I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going to go over. You, the, really? It, dude, it's the Steelers. I, I get that there's no TJ Watt. It's the Steelers. It's Mike Tomlin. He gets his team ready for these games, especially on the defensive side of the football. We've, but, had, we've had one turnover this year. They're doing a very good job managing yeah, the are. game. And, I and mean, that you turnover. Could, that's an outliner. That's an outlier. Yeah. And that turnover to- was, you know, we're trying to make a play at the end of the game. And, uh, you yeah. know, what else do you do? Jacoby Brissett's just trying to move the ball there. God, but I, I went back and watched that play. Yeah. They rushed one. I was like, you could have, we had a timeout, correct? Yep. yep. Yeah. We, he could have ran for eight yards. Yep. Cade York game winner again. Cause they were so close yeah. to the field goal. Line. Did it, yeah. did it cross your guys' mind? I get that there was only 22 seconds left when there was 22 seconds left. I was like, they have a chance at this. Yes. Because I thought we were going to win. Like Katie York could walk it off again. I was expecting that. Yeah. Which is probably not a good I thing. I hate the Katie York slander tweets too. Like, can we stop? I get that you got to make your extra points. It's your one job. Come on. Catch me at the game on Thursday. In my Katie York Jersey. He got a pass. You got a one week pass. Yeah. You, yeah, you made the game win. He's the yeah. only reason why we're not Owen two right now. That is correct. I just want to have a few passes win. tonight. Aren't we? Cade York. Yeah. Yeah. Who else pass. gets a pass? Miles Garrett. 
gets a Miles pass. Garrett gets a pass for Not his for comment. No, nah, I'm giving him a pass. I, I'm going to go ahead and give him a pass. Gets as many passes as he wants. Yeah, Nick Chubb, I, I still want Miles Garrett to walk that back. I, I still, and there's still a chance for him to do I that. I think he will. I, I think, think he will. As we get into the pressers leading up to Steelers week, I think he's going to walk that one back. I wouldn't hold my breath. Plus, I don't, you know what? I don't care if this team, you know, gets up there every presser and yells about the fans and how much we suck if you guys go out there and win. You know, yep. like if you win a bunch of ball games, you could treat us like crap. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. All right. Over under seven. Third down conversions allowed by the Browns defense. Well, we are getting in the weeds on this one. <laughs> I have no idea. Let me read that let, again. Let can price up these odds for yeah, us. Yeah, right. over under seven. Third down oh, conversions allowed by the Browns defense. We're playing Mitchell Trubisky. If that over hits, and I know we played Joe Flacco last week, I might be in the lake with Sir Yacht. So for reference, Jets were 8 of 15 against the Browns. Uh, they're one for one on fourth down. Now, I may have wrote that I'm when I go. was a little fuming over over <laughs> Joe Woods giving up every third down. So, you were getting into the stats on that one. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go under. So third my question conversion. is, I don't think they're playing the Halloween music, are they, on third down? No. Oh, what's going on? It's third. No, and that's fine. Because that used to drive me nuts when they play that music and then they I get never first liked downs. It. Yeah, I never. And they liked play it every single time, and if they're yeah. not playing it this year, I'll take the under. I think we have a bigger, a better success rate when we I don't, don't play that play. stupid music. I think you know what's crazy. I think that all started off with Paul Kruger. They really tried to make that a thing. Oh, yeah, with Paul Kruger on third downs that he was going to come in and make him play with those luscious locks, and then it just kind of hung around. You had Pumpkinhead, and they'd show him on the national broadcasts all the time. But deep cut, yeah. Paul Kruger, deep yeah. cut. Yeah. Not a friend of show, surprisingly. He's, he feels like somebody that we'd have on. He was a raven. Yeah. He was a raven. Um, As if. Yeah. <laughs> is... All right, over under 40 total points in this game. That's the actual over under. 40. That is over. incredibly low for an NFL game. Oh, yeah, the AFC North. It's disgusting. It's hard-nosed, blue-collar. Big Ten football in the NFL. There has been a lot of games 10 to 7 Wisconsin versus Northwestern type of vibe for this game no I I think it has to go over right like I don't I don't know who I don't know anything about the bet all the betting lines of this game feel like traps me the over under 40 feels like a trap and then the Browns opened up as three and a half favorites and now they're five point favorites it all just seems so I mean, if I we like if we give up, thir- we're almost averaging thirty. I think we're averaging like twenty seven point yeah. five a game through two weeks. Y- you got to think the Steelers can put up as many as the Jets, especially no Jadavion Clowney. That's big. No yeah. Chase Winovich. That's big. They are looking thin at defensive end. I mean, Isaac Rochelle probably gets the call up from TikTok and the practice squad. Um, He's just gonna bring his phone on the uh, field. On the field, first ever. <laughs> I've never seen a guy tweet that much. Actually. He should channel the Chad. Wasn't it Ocho Cinco that did the celebration where he pulled the, or who yeah. was that? That yeah. pulled the phone out of the. No, that was T.O. I think. T.O. Joe Horn. Joe, Joe Horn. Was it? it was. It oh, was wow. Joe Horn. He should pull his phone guy. out and send a tweet. 
like after no, a sack or no, something. After a no, sack or no, something, no, that'd no, be so no. cool. Here's my call to Isaac Rochelle. Play this week if you get the call with your phone in your sock. And after you get a, a sack, pull that bad boy out. Press. And if we lose, play. that'll be the last game he plays. <laughs> I mean, it might be, you know, it'd be fine in a suspension. But if we're up 30. Think of the fine. content. Think of the content that would come of that. Chris, these content creators, man. Are... Amazing. Do anything for the likes. <laughs> all right, Chris. Are, are over we, under. What are we do you through think? all the over unders because I've got a number for you boys. Well, what do you think? Over under forty. Oh, oh I think geez. it's going to go over. I'm going to okay. go. I'll as, say over. What the heck? As no. somebody with Air Jacoby, Air Jacoby, aspirations to attend this football game. Let me pull out the forecast for you. How you like a 64 degree high with 84 percent chance of precipitation and kickoff? All right, and we're all going to the under. Every time that I go to film a video, it rains. <laughs> Content creation, man. Anything for the life. <laughs> all right. Go. Chris, what do you want to talk about? I'm going over as well. All right, I'm going okay, under. Okay, here, here's the final number. 12. Do you know what 12 is? Everyone in Cleveland knows what 12 is. Well, they should know. That's the 12 magic is number, baby. A magic number for your Guardians. Yes. Nuts. Big win today. Double-digit wins. Basically, RIP Minnesota Twins. Now we so got a big series today. with the White Sox. Guardians fever, boys. Catch it. You know, I was, got a couple of weeks left the, of the regular season. Yeah, Nick, you went to the game today. I was down there at the ballpark today. And dare I say, the vibes on a Monday 1 o'clock first pitch during the school year, vibes were high. Vibes were incredibly high. I mean, people are excited about this team. Obviously, they look great today. A ton of runs. You know, they, there's still a lot of ball left to be played. You play a White Sox a handful more times. You have the Royals, I think, like six more times. But if you look at these odds, you know, we were talking over-unders last segment. Yeah. I think the Cleveland Guardians right now are minus 1250 to win the AL Central. Minus 1250. No kidding. The odds makers love the Guardians right now in this AL Central. I think we're in good shape, boys, to have playoff baseball back in Cleveland. Youngest team in the league. And you know baseball is a game of momentum. And I'm hoping we didn't peak too early here. But if they can keep this going into the playoffs, I know we're going to play a pretty tough opponent. Yeah. But I would love to see them win a series. The thing about baseball, man, anything could happen. I mean, the the year where the Guardians were in that position where they had, you know, they were the team to beat. Dieter Gregorius took the Corey Kluber to five games and then took him yard twice in game five. And the Guardians were supposed to be the team to beat. So in baseball, anything can happen. And this young team, what I really like about them is, you mentioned hitting their peak. I think they've all hit different peaks and valleys at different times. We haven't seen it all come on at the same time yet. I mean, Ahmed Rosario is really hot right now. Next week, it'll be Quan. The week after that, it'll be Jose. Then it'll be Oscar. Have, I think when you have that kind of young talent that's just hungry and they don't know what they don't know, they don't know how big this moment is. There's there's nothing to base off of this for all of these guys that called got called up this year. I think that's dangerous in baseball. We're going to get to the playoffs. And they're just going to play the SpongeBob music and we're going to hit a a game winner in the playoffs. And everyone's going to be like, what is going on on in Cleveland? (laughs) Man, the SpongeBob. Could you imagine Oscar Gonzalez does something big? I think he's going to be a superstar in the MLB. 
if if he does something big in this postseason, how like some of those yes. old Cavs songs, like there would be like songs, yeah. like when they would be listening to the songs in the locker room, people would be big into the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song in Cleveland. Yes, if yes, Oscar Gonzalez becomes so, a hero. Do you guys know if the playoffs started today, which they yep. do not, but if the playoffs started today, do you know who the Guardians would be playing in the first round? New York, right? God, I hope not. not. Who would we be playing right now? Yeah, the Mariners. I would be okay with that. I would rather play the Mariners over the Yankees. Now, the Yankees would have a bye, so we would play the Yankees after that. The byes would go to the Astros and the Yankees. Wild card series, Rays, Blue Jays, and Mariners, Guardians, because we'd be the number three seed. A lot of ball left to be played. I mean, yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. They, they but... got, yeah, I think they have to do what one more win against the White Sox and they'll possess that tiebreaker. So, right now, they're four and a half games up. But technically, if you could beat Chicago, it counts as two games because you'll right. hold that tiebreaker. And that's crucial. All you need is one. Chicago comes to town, I think, this weekend, next week. It's going to be huge. So we we talked about the Browns having a 99.99% chance of winning that ball game. The Cleveland Guardians right now, their postseason projection, the wow. percentage stands at 87.2%. That's pretty good. That's really good. Could you imagine yeah. if somebody told you Glad that, I didn't bet it. When somebody told you that at the beginning of the year, that on September 19th, they would have an 87% chance of winning the division. You would say, get out of here. Before the Ramirez extension, you would say there's no way they're going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. Yeah. Dude, thank God for the Guardians and the Cavs right now. Donovan Mitchell, baby. How about those new jerseys? When can I get my hands on a yeah. white Darius Garland jersey? Oh, That's Chris, Chris, know. by the way, I, I contacted your, uh, your ticket guy, Sam. Yes. I was like, I want to look and see how much these tickets are. Wow, they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be worth they're it. Good seats. But- the yeah. last time I got the Sam hookup, I turned around and Miles Garrett was right behind me. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good seats. Hopefully, we could we can pull some strings. I think we'll just write it off. All righty, write it off. I have one thought. Right? Back to the Browns. Back, write it off. Back to the Browns. All I'm right. going to say this on everything that I go on this week until Thursday. Okay. I already Wait, tweeted. How many other out. shows are you going on this week? You Nick on is on ESPN nine shows yeah, this on, week. I'm He's doing so Radio many. Row yeah, yeah. for the Thursday night game. I really, He's going to be on the Thursday night broadcast. Nick, you're, not, you're not an influencer, I'm are you? on the Amazon call. Oh, actually. wow. Yeah, so they, they signed everybody. And yeah, Jeff Bezos saw me memeing him and he floated me a check to be the last wow. guy. Are you verified? Yeah, that's why. That's actually yeah, okay, why. Yeah. Did you guys see that this week? Jeff Bezos is now the third richest person in the world. Some guy in India passed him up because he had to pay me to be on the Thursday night. Call oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> but no, I'm going to say this on everything. And I already tweeted out when you lose to Pittsburgh, bad things happen. Don't lose to Pittsburgh. There is a lot of ghosts of head coaches, coordinators, quarterbacks that try to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, that fail to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, and bad things happen after those football games. Don't lose to Pittsburgh. Don't lose to Pittsburgh. Well, and you know the Browns organization is saying that internally. They're like, the internet's bad right now. If we lose to Pittsburgh, couches are burning. Jimmy Haslam was on the sideline Sunday. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Not We're good. yeah. We're gonna win. Don't lose. Score prediction. Yeah, we have we haven't done that. I... Chris, go ahead. I'm going ten to six. 
Oh, no. I'm going low again. My goose egg didn't work out. Oh, after hearing that weather report, um, I'm still going to go. I'll go uh, 3227. How about that? Oh, wow. All right. We're on the way over. You see a lot of scoring. I don't know how in that kind of weather, but it's just going to happen. I'm going to will it. All right. I like that. I'll split the difference. 17-13. Browns win. All right, Dollar Dog, get yours in. What do you think? Mm, 2016 Browns win. Did we miss an extra point? Two field goals. All right. Cade York bounces back. All right. One off Brownie's face. <laughs> 60 yarder right off Brownie. Hey, underrated part of the Bernie Kosar show, which, by the way, everybody go check it out on everything. Oh, we have to do a giveaway too, real quick. He called Grant Delpit Grant Delphit because he was on the elf when he blew that coverage. He called him Grant Delphit. I was like, oh my God. And Hanford hates the elf. He huh? hates the elf. He said that's the first thing, the first yeah. problem we had with that game was the he elf. Blamed the he elf. Said, We're the dogs. All right. Well, you know, we'll let let's let Hanford give away the uh the signed the signed Hanford, Hanford tomorrow. Photo. I think that probably makes sense. All right, All right, so look forward to that. On well, that'll be on the uh, Hanford. Go follow him, by the way. He's new to Twitter. He's back on Instagram Absolutely. at Hanford Dixon twenty nine. Um, great follow, great yeah. follow. And obviously, go follow Bernie. I think everyone Everybody probably already Bernie, does. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't need a plug. <laughs> all right good show nick you want to take us out yeah thank you guys so much for checking out the big play reflog show check us out next week monday same bad time same bad channel we will be back make sure to go check out shacknews.com all the best video content in the game right now they got this new vr game that's out right now where you could be an nfl quarterback i haven't checked it out yet but i'm sure the guys over at shack news are we haven't talked vr by the way in a long time i haven't been on it yeah all right we're gonna get back i gotta get back on there yeah go check them out at shack news go drink some labat go wear some gv don't spill your labat by the way spill your labat at the beginning of the darn podcast and we'll see you guys next week love you so much thanks to troy smith peace it's time streaming live from cleveland ohio presenting the undefeated undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world the big play Show.